The Life of General Belisarius. Belisarius's Bluff. Well, we begin the new campaign in 542. And after the recall of Belisarius, the defense of the Roman, the defense of the Byzantine frontier had been entrusted to several chiefs, among them were Buzes and a nephew of the emperor named Justus. They had neither ventured to encounter Nursevan in the open field nor determined on a combined plan of defensive operations. Each of them, with the troops under his personal command, hastily betook himself to some fortress or stronghold which might afford at least a temporary shelter. Such a system would have left the king of Persia at their full liberty, either to pursue his march unmolested or to attack and overwhelm every squadron in its turn. But in this pressing danger, Justinian, struck with alarm, had summoned once more to his confidence in the councils, the only man whose genius could avert the impending storm. Belisarius, unattended by supplies or reinforcements, and with no resources but those of his genius, was reappointed general of the east and dispatched horses to the scene of the action. On his arrival in Syria, Bezes and Justus, who had prudently retreated beyond the reach of the present danger to the walls of Hierapolis, and had drawn with them the greater part of the Byzantine troops, represented to him in a letter the doubtful plans and irresistible force of Nursevan, and urged Belisarius could do no better for the public safety and or his own than confining himself within the fortifications they had chosen. Belisarius answered them the following, quote, Your advice might be just and salutatory at the people now at the mercy of Croesus were subjects of some foreign state, instead of living under the dominion of Rome. We could, in that case, while continuing inactivity, hope to escape uninjured, but it would be folly to rush in the needless and voluntary dangers. But if the Persian monarch now directs his desolating course through the adjoining provinces of the empire, whose wealth and whose weakness equally invite him, I must tell you that it was far better for us to perish bravely in their defense than to repurchase our our personal security by remaining cold and indifferent spectators of their ruin. Such conduct would not deserve the mere name of timidity. It would be treason. My orders are, therefore, that you should join me as speedily as possible at Europus, where it is my intention to collect all the forces in my power, and where I trust that God will enable me to strike some decisive blow at the barbarians. Animated by this resolution of their chief, Buzes and other officers hastened with their troops to the spot he had assigned. Justice, on the other hand, forgetting that one of the noblest privileges of royal birth is to be foremost in the field, preferred the easy and inglorious task of commanding the small detachment left behind for the garrison of Hierapolis. Europus, where the Byzantine army now encamped, was a small open town on the Euphrates, one of those which Nurservan had neglected the siege in his rapid march from Assyria. By taking this central and exposed position, Belisarius cut off the communication of the invaders of Persia and displayed an apparent purpose of opposing their return. We cannot but remark that such was precisely the stratagem attempted by Napoleon at the close of the adventurous and brilliant campaign of Paris, when finding himself unable with his few remaining veterans to make head against the enemy, he left the capital open to them and threw himself upon their rear. Though this plan was not attended with success, nor therefore with public praise, it has been considered by tacticians to be a bold and masterly maneuver. 
A vague report of the supposed designs of Belisarius filled the mind of Nursevan with doubts and misgivings, while more accurate intelligence would have shown him that his power of marching homewards at his pleasure could never be seriously affected by such scanty battalions as his adversary could bring forward. In the opinion of the Byzantine commander himself, as stated by Procopius, an army even of 100,000 men would hardly have been sufficient for that object. The king of Persia ordered his troops to stop short in their progress towards Palestine, while one of his most trusted attendants was dispatched to the imperial camp with the ostensible mission of complaining that Justinian had never sent ambassadors to conclude a peace, but with secret instructions to observe and report the real strength of the army and the views of the general. Abandas, at such a name was the envoy, found Belisarius apprising his approach and prepared to baffle Nursevan by retorting his own artifice against him. Under the pretense of a hunting excursion, he had advanced some distance from his camp with 6,000 chosen soldiers, remarkable for their size, who formed a considerable part, but who appeared only a small detachment of his army. On the opposite shore of the Euphrates, the watchful envoy might discern a squadron of Armenian cavalry ready to dispute the passage of the river and whose unknown numbers were magnified a hundredfold by his startled imagination. The troops around him, as if secure of victory, looked upon him with careless and disdainful eyes, and seemed only intent on enjoying the pleasures of the chase. They had laid aside their heavy arms and even their military dress, and each soldier bore only a single weapon, a sword, a bow, or a battle-axe. In the first rank around the station of the general were seen the natives of Thrace and Illyria, Beyond them stood the Goths and the Heruli, while the Vandals and the Moors formed the outer circle, and the aspect of so many barbarian captives now changed in the zealous auxiliaries must have forcibly recalled to the awestruck Persian the late conquest of Africa and Italy. Belisarius received the ambassador in a tent of the coarsest canvas, not unworthy of the ancient simplicity of, of Rome. His countenance was cheerful and his answer to the message of Nertavon hearty and undaunted. It is not, he said, by the system which the Persian king now pursues that treaties can be formed or upheld. Other sovereigns, if any cause of dissension, should arise between them and some neighboring state, first send an embassy to urge their claims, and only have recourse to arms when their remonstrances have proved unavailing. Croesus, on the contrary, after having carried hostilities into the heart of the Byzantine Empire, begins to speak of conferences and negotiations for peace. Dismayed by a tone of superiority and by the confident demeanor with which the Byzantine battalions had artfully assumed, Abandas hastened to assure his royal master that he would have to contend with the most skillful and courageous commander of the age and with troops of extraordinary discipline and determination. He urged, moreover, that under existing circumstances the Persians could not engage on equal terms. Should the king be victorious, he could hope for no higher renown than that of overcoming a subject and a slave of Justinian, and must find himself debarred from reaping common fruits of success by the neighborhood of so many fortified cities, which would immediately afford shelter and protection to the defeated Byzantines. If, on the contrary, the event of the battle should prove unfavorable to him, the honor and majesty of Persia would receive a fatal blow. No refuge or resource would await the invading army. Not one of his soldiers might even reach his country to tell the disasters of the rest. 
Nursevan, persuaded by these arguments, consented to give up all thoughts of Palestine, but he found even the choice of a route for his return a source of much perplexity. So the ultimate bluff is going to cause Nursevan to withdraw. Now the sources for this, the Wars of Justinian by Procopius, the Byzantine Art of War by Decker, Byzantine Army 324 to 1453 by Turnbull, and the Life of Belisarius by Mahone. So I hope you enjoyed that, and as always, don't forget to come by the website summahistorica.com or historyaccordingtobob.com and ask a question, leave a comment, check out our merchandise, and if you like what we're doing, please feel free to support us.